Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house for mm, round three of August Absurdity. How's everybody doing tonight? Johnny, what's happening? Ah, I'm, everything's going great. Good, man, good. We got John Regan. That's him saying, hey. Hey. And, there, and we got David, man. How's it going, David? What's new? Um, I'm feeling rather absurd, to be honest. Oh, really? I should yes. have my finger on my soundboard for when people say things like that. How absurd! See, that that needs to come up all the time. We have things that we uh, that we play when people say certain words. You'll find that out over the course of the show. And we got Jesse Moore. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Just you know, waiting to play some music and get some games and be absurd. You know. Oh, yes. You know. Hopefully, it's caused some. How absurd! Kind of work on that. Cause some sort of you know. Uh, controversy with geology and such, you know. Yes, exactly. You know, we don't shy away from the fight. <laughs> Secretly send messages back and forth with, like, you know, our buddies Shiggy or, or Koji or, you know, Nobu, you know. Yes. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be a fun night. It's uh, Game That Tune. We uh, got video game music. We brought three songs from a game. Uh, we listen to the music, do a little trivia, try and guess the game based on songs. Uh, it's August Absurdity, which means we're in our head-to-head phase, and uh, we're just aggregating the points all month for our chance to uh, take down King David. And, uh, you know, when we go into Absurd mode, we also go into Free Play mode. Johnny, do you have the uh, the Free Play jingle, or do I? Uh, I think you have it this week. Okay. Uh, free Play. Every year, I took the holiday. I, I went to Florence. It's this cafe on the banks of the Arno. Every fine evening, I'd sit there and order a Fernie Branca. Yep, so it's, uh, it's a Game That Tune free play for August Absurdity, brought to you by uh, Fernet Branca. And, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, just, you know, doing it up <laughs> absurd style. Um, and for Johnny, a list I, of uh, <laughs> other sponsors, you can join our Patreon. That's one of our Patreon perks. At one yes. of the levels, you get a list of all our special sponsors. Exactly. <laughs> None more important than Fernet Branca. That's going to come up all the time. That's the new How Absurd people. You know. And uh, for our Spanish listeners... No volviera. Cada año, yo iba de vacaciones a Florencia, y hay un café en la ribera del Arno, y acostumbraba a ir ahí y ordenar Fernet Branca. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh... That's kind of nonsense we're getting into tonight, people. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's just start it up, Johnny. What do we got for game one? Game one.
like that a lot. Yeah, that's I cool. Already, already, already have a pretty good idea what system we're talking about. Ah. Mm. describe as angular music very <clears throat> all right so I assume. who's ready for some trivia <laughs> oh, yeah. all right so the enemy's death screams in this game are just digitized screams taken from movies most notably conan the barbarian and first blood awesome I could have sworn we've used this game before. 
This is the official. No, 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 we haven't. I checked. Okay. I'm surprised. Because I, like, I looked it up, I was like, we had to have used this before. I was. Mm. I, I did not check, so you scared me for a minute. Like, God, John, I can't wait until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic 2! No! God, that, that was a different game! <laughs> not again. Moonwalker! Yeah. <laughs> the master system, it's different. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh god. I mean if it's if the music was different, I might give it to you, man. Moonwalker from Anyway, I'm I'm hoping that your message to Moonwalker didn't use any Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> There's your trivia. All right. I'm hoping that the uh, the trivia was meant to give some kind of action movie related and all right, we got oh, <laughs> we got Terminator 2, the arcade game from John, which is wrong. David and Jesse both say Golden Axe, which is correct. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Phony pranker. <laughs> How absurd! What the fuck, John? <laughs> fuck it! <laughs> I was so excited All the noises. <laughs> <sighs> That's for you, John. Awesome. That's for you for getting everything right. <laughs> wow. Um, cool. <laughs> so, fuck. <laughs> I should have known, man. <laughs> like, didn't I didn't watch any of the stream recently, but didn't you just stream this? I did, just this past weekend. <laughs> At first I was like, he can't. And then I was like, oh wait, it's Johnny. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, he totally would do that. Like, what game is Johnny thinking of right now? That's the game he'll use at some point. Like, well, hey, you know. let's let's not discredit people who use music from games they're currently thinking about. <clears throat> oh Jesus God. Um, hey, hey, I wanted to go softball this time. Plus the game. It's like absurdity, dude. What's the point in going softball? <laughs> Whatever. We're talking about Golden Axe. We don't even know what David picked yet, but the now game, I'm 99% sure I can guess it. The um, well, the answer to the question, what game is Johnny thinking about right now, is Sonic Mania. However, yeah. I haven't had a chance you to play guy. it yet, and I'm really disappointed because I was going to go Johnny for the shortest doesn't own turnaround. Johnny consoles. <laughs> uh, John's waiting for the PC release. Uh, yeah, I am too. Ugh, God, that sucks, man. They like, gave me Sonic <laughs> One in the meantime to tide me over. <laughs> <laughs> I was, watch hey, John, I was watching a very entertaining Twitter argument today about whether or not there's ever been a good Sonic game, and obviously the Sonic Defenders came out in full force. But a lot of them said Sonic One is better than Sonic Two, and I'm like, well, you just invalidated your whole fucking <laughs> argument. They're like, you're Whoa. full of shit. Well, I just, <laughs> yeah. just want to take a second. Um, they gave you a free copy of Sonic One. You know, I seem to remember us having a theme that was games that you hate, John. What yeah. What did you pick for that episode? <laughs> that was so that would be Sonic One. Yeah, you know John's secret Sonic shame. You know, fucking Mister Sonic isn't in that one to impregnate, so there's no fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, no knuckles, no deal. Quite yeah. frankly, <laughs> well, that that cuts out Sonic Two unless you have Sonic and Knuckles attached to it. Exactly. That's why you attach it, man. John, what yeah, technology yeah. does that use? That's the uh, um, blast process. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, blast processing. I mean, that yeah. definitely helps. It's the only game of blast processing. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I feel so uh, there was a time when you would pass for three process. minutes to talk about lock-on technology on this show. John, have you gotten mature? I think like, <laughs> I think I've already covered my three minutes of it on a previous episode. Like, nah, we're good. I wouldn't have stopped you. <laughs> lock-on technology. It's real cool. I'd like to point go. out that this discussion on Golden Axe is wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Is there a, what, I mean, what's Golden Axe? 
I, I literally didn't. I just imagine you walking up to someone like, like, just like the city, and you're like, "What is going back?" Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. God, that would definitely so, be that. That would definitely be a scene from like some kind of David Lynch TV series. Like somebody just walks up to somebody, "What's Golden Axe?" Yeah. And then a bus I, hits them. I'm sorry. What's Golden Axe? That's, that's all right. I'll, I'll be happy to take this. Uh, Golden Axe is one of the most difficult tools to obtain in the Animal Crossing series. Yes! There you go. <laughs> it's that thing behind Bowser in each castle in Super Mario Brothers that breaks the bridge and makes him fall into the lava. They made a game out of that? <laughs> I mean, come on, how absurd. Um, you know, what a... Game no, for, <laughs> fucking a moving on no uh you know johnny you stream you stream golden axe for our viewers recently so uh so talk about it what is what is golden axe no so golden axe is a arcade game where you choose one of three characters and your goal is to defeat uh death adder um the golden axe. But, uh, he has a golden axe and <laughs> or your axe turns golden no he has the golden axe uh, <laughs> oh jesus john you better get it right man <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. and it's a pretty good arcade game. It is hard as balls at the end, though. Oh, my God. Like, uh, I was playing with uh, a friend of the show, Pat Perkins, and we had to turn on, like, Game Genie codes to beat it. Like, we just had to say, fuck it, and just, like, infinite health, let's go. <laughs> I love doing that. Because, <laughs> yeah, that final boss is a real fuck you. Like, it was... I mean, they so, wait, you... You said it was an arcade game. Do they like straight port it over to the Genesis with arcade quarter eating difficulty and all? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And they added a new <laughs> final boss to the Genesis one. Because um, mm. yeah, you can get to get you, you can beat Death Adder. Like he's actually not that hard once you get there. So then you save the 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 like queen and prince or king and queen or whatever, and they say, oh well, we think he was actually taking orders from somebody, and that's where it differs <gasps> from the arcade one. That's where. You have where... To, yeah, Mr. X comes in <laughs> and he tells you that you have to fight each other to join the syndicate, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Mr. X comes in, he was controlling that fool, Death Adder, and that fool, Dr. Wily, the entire time. <laughs> He's the one behind it all. Yeah, I was really going yes. for it. Mr. X comes in and it turns out you're all just part of a robot tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. But no, so yeah, in the Genesis one, the final final boss is Deathbringer, and he is like he has magic. He has all the magic that all the characters have, so he can like summon dragons to shoot flames on you, and he can make lightning go across the screen. And he just does it willy nilly. Like as far as I can tell, he doesn't have a finite supply of magic. And when he triggers it, like there's just nothing he can do. You're just gonna get hit. Like there's no block, there's no dodge. So, like nope. Oh shit, that sucks. Yeah. So I mean, what's, the, um, what is worse, a death, a death Adder or a Death Bringer? Like, in the arcade, the bring... final boss is a Death Adder. On the Genesis, Death Adder was taking orders from Death Bringer. But if if you're at okay, but like if you if you can add death, I mean that's like just increasing the amount of death. Death I've, Bringer just like presents you some death. It's like he's I've, coming to a barbecue and he gives you a big <laughs> plate of death. Death like, potluck. I'm I trying to figure out like which one's worse. The snake. The yeah, adder. The snake. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, it, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure adder means more than one thing. Um, What's the barbarian about? guy's magic? Because I know the woman has the dragon, and I know the dwarf has the light. Uh, I think the barbarian guy is mostly like fire stuff, except like it's not as good as the dragon. I don't know. I don't remember now. Because I only used hmm. him briefly like before switching to the female warrior with the dragon, because like her magic's way better. 
great. I'd like to point out that the warrior dude, his name is Axe Battler, and he no, uses no. a sword. Nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> weird translation things we noticed as we were playing the game. We're like, mm, that doesn't sound I mean, quite right. Axe Battler is a fucking fantastic fighting, like, uh, any video game character name. But he should... <laughs> I mean, does he eventually defeat an axe? That's what he's battling? Or is it just a super poor <laughs> translation and they should have given the name to the guy that actually wields an axe? Like, Fuck. the dwarf. <laughs> well, yeah, there's other That's... things, too. Like, they stylized Death Adder. Instead of, like, just being one word or hyphenated, it has an equal sign in between it. Like, Death equals Adder. And that really threw me off. Because, like, I don't know how to read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh, it's like a Kingdom Hearts game title. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, yeah, death three five day three five eight days over Adder. Um, <laughs> you know, better watch out for that guy. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's pretty hmm. fun. Way way better on two player than on single player because there's they don't change the number of enemies or anything. So if you play on single player, like you're getting oh, twice fuck. the enemies you got to deal with. You're getting surrounded by skeletons <laughs> and shit. It's all get good, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, get, just get swarmed by skeletons, man. You know, it's called deal with it. You know, either pl- you know, play with a friend or get really fucking good. I you know, I would love to see a fucking hardcore one player run of that game. That sounds terrible. You get surrounded just, by skeletons. Mm. It's called Deal with It, a new game show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> Can they deal with it? All these skeletons coming out. (laughs) I'm Mark Summers and welcome to Deal With It. Drop the skeletons. (laughs) Go! Oh my god, I would watch the hell out of that. What? (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) It's the secret like sequel show to Legends of the Hidden Temple. All the temple guards and all those dead children. They just yeah. (laughs) They just fill the temple with the skeletons. See, I'm more imagining like the giant obstacle course at the end of Double Dare, but it's like a golden axe level inside of a dungeon castle. Hell yeah. You have to go down the slide (laughs) into this pool of lava. Yeah. Look out! Look yeah. out for the you real go dragons. Through the big mouth and defeat the skeleton. <laughs> uh, jump into this big gumball machine full of bones. Like, <laughs> 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 grab the flag! Grab the flag! Yeah, that sounds so rad. Like, I, I actually, just... yeah, they really should make this now. Yeah, <laughs> like, super horrifying double dare. <laughs> It's like uh, Fear Factor mixed with Double Dare. Yeah, and, you know, monsters. So. <laughs> and you always, like, in order to win any prize, before you do it, you have to say, why do I have to do this or something? And then the host <laughs> just looks at you with the, in the camera and goes, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Summers just brandishes a golden axe, and he just looks at the camera and says, deal with it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you couldn't, you couldn't beat the time. You should have gotten on top of the giant chicken lizard and used it as a mount. <laughs> That's the key to defeating like obstacles. Commercial break is coming up. Well, you don't like it, deal with it. <laughs> I think we need to pitch this show. If, if you know, if I weren't so sure that Mark Summers would turn it down as a hardcore germaphobe and having to be around all those bones and corpses and monsters, I he feel like he'd go for it. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody is participating in this game show against their will. Hashtag <laughs> deal with. It. Yeah. Golden axe, people. That's. Uh, <laughs> That's that's what it is, right? Johnny, anything else? <laughs> Game two. <laughs> For Ned Branca.
That's awesome. I love it. Oh, yep. Great tunes. Sweet.
That was really cool. Did you actually tell mm -hmm. that cat I love it? I did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Does the cat actually know the song? I'm pretty sure it does. She probably does, but I'm yeah. not sure. Awesome. We're, we're we can't really communicate that. Would anyone like a little trivia? Please. Yes, please. please. So, when this game was first unveiled, the game's producer, Hisashi Nogami, made a ridiculous, insane, crazy pose, which became a meme among the game's fans. And this pose can actually be found in the game's end credits. Hmm.
I have an additional hint if anyone needs it. Just in case. <laughs> uh, the pose that the producer made was in the shape of a number two. Jesus. I got God it. damn it. <laughs> Dark Souls 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's hear that ultrasound. Why? Everybody says Splatoon 2. Everyone is correct. Every year, I took a holiday. I went to Florence. There's this cafe on the banks of the Arno. Every fine evening, I'd sit there and order a Fernie Branca. Oh. Right, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asking me to play the Fernet. Uh, <laughs> awesome. That should be the new hat trick sound. <laughs> I mean, we can we can just take it down to a really stretched out Fernet breaker. Like, <laughs> you know, we as uh, audio editors, I'm sure we can stretch out some of those uh, those vowels. Um, fuck yeah, man! Uh, Splatoon two. This is. Uh, yeah, you couldn't wait a whole month to, you know, I'm actually, you know, fuck, what am I saying? I'm surprised you showed the restraint to wait, you know, more well, than see, several days to play this uh, game on the show. Um, I basically did this for Johnny because the whole point of August Absurdity is to aggregate points. And I don't know that he's gotten a point this whole time. And I kind of felt bad. But it was established that they had points from last week. But yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. You know, we we don't take pity on people in August absurdity. You know, unless uh, unless next next week's request spectacular is just like punishingly hard. Uh, Johnny knows where he Johnny knows where he stands with this show. I got it. Yeah. Um, as someone who has been collecting the requests, I won't say one way or another. Well, we know it won't feature Splatoon two, which uh, you know is uh, this game and you know pardon my you know just expressionless face when hearing these songs i've been hearing these songs so much in the last uh, month or so i'm pl- i'm playing a lot of splatoon 2 and uh i'm you know i'm i'm in my emotionless state of like competition it's like oh well i've tuned the music out because i need to focus on you know killing and uh, taking over splat zones and you know helping my teammates out. I you know the music it's uh, it's dead to me for now until I hear some fresh new tunes or you know something. It's it's good tunes, but I'm just like oh right that the tunes I hear every day. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, great tunes. So uh, Splatoon two. Maybe some of our uh, viewers and listeners have heard of it. Maybe they've been playing it. Maybe they've seen us streaming it. Um, I don't know. David, how do you, how you feel about Splatoon 2 there, pal? Um, I'd say my only problem is that it's not called Splatoon. Right. Because that seems like a giant, um, oversight. I love this game. I have been enjoying the hell out of this game. Um, it is basically everything that I could have wanted in a Splatoon and I've heard people complain that it's not really a sequel, and I think they should shut up because the game adds a few new details, a few new twists, um, plus it has completely rebalanced abilities, and it has Salmon Run, and that shit is addictive as hell. Mm-hmm. It is. What is Salmon Run? Um, it is 
a com a co-op mode rather than a competitive mode. So rather than like, it's basically a online horde mode where you're trying to collect salmon eggs. So your your team is sent to this island and all of these strange, basically hillbilly salmon come up and you have to shoot them and steal their eggs. It's kind of like um, fish trafficking, basically. Fish, wait. Yeah, yeah follow up with wait, Johnny. I'll, go ahead and ask, what is fish trafficking? Is there a game mode called fish trafficking or is this just like a crime that you commit? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I mean, something it's, that David very casually knows. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's really Ugh. sketchy because like the... <laughs> The place that you go for it is this company that's like tucked in the side like corner. It's not open all of the time. It's very grungy and dirty and your goal is to collect these salmon eggs and take them away. And when you collect the eggs like you can see like tiny fish embryos in there. It's really sketchy and it's kind of like we're stealing these salmon's children from them? What are Is we talking about on? right now? Okay, what? so for a second there, I didn't think you were talking about the game, and I thought you were just confessing to all the fish trafficking crimes that you've been committing. Yeah, like, David, I'm are you a fish trafficker? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought no, you were going to explain what fish game. trafficking was. <laughs> it's like people trafficking, but for fish. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it's like the Little Mermaid, but there's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Salmon Run is a lot of fun. I've only played it a few times, but, uh, you know, I like the mode a lot. It is kind of, it's a refreshing, uh, you know, it's, it's refreshing after playing so much head-to-head uh, -head mode to get online and actually, like, just, you know, fight some computer characters with, uh, with a team. And, you know, it's, it's nice to cooperate, you know, and have it not be focused on really, you know, like, just killing each other at all. I don't I don't like that they, uh, don't let you choose your weapons or whatever for that. They, uh, they force you to, it's like, doesn't your weapon switch after, like, every wave of enemies or whatever? Like Yeah, there's, every time that you play, there's, like, four weapons that get randomly divided amongst everybody. And, yeah. I mean, I can understand, like, limiting the weapon selection, but I wish you could choose out of those four. Yeah, I almost wish there was a slightly competitive element where you had to choose out of the four. <laughs> like, and, you know, maybe, just maybe, you would be able to pick first or something like that. Like, person who hoards the most eggs gets first choice of weapon for the next wave. I don't like getting stuck with the fucking sni uh, sniper rifle thing or, uh, like, the, uh, the minigun. I'm not a big fan of that one. Um, See, um, I don't mind the sniper rifle. I do like the minigun. I hate when you get the blaster, which is, like... The gun that fires once every three seconds. Yeah. I mean, How yeah, is that uh, helpful? <laughs> you know, hopefully because it's got that shotgun level knockback. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of shotguns in video games. And, you know, uh, there's a few blasters in Splatoon 2 that I like to uh, like to definitely rock in the competitive modes. But, yeah, it's not the most useful in, uh, in Salmon Run. But, um, another, yeah, man. Games, another question games is mm. I noticed that the regular games are four on four. So is Salmon Run a cooperative eight-player or four-player game that you're doing? Four-player. It's a team yeah, of four, four still. Team of four, okay. Um, yeah, and then it's just this... I didn't think I would like it that much because I'm not super big on, like, horde modes and, like, defense, like, tower defense, that kind of thing, but it's really fun and surprisingly say, how many, how many addictive. <laughs> I've actually played a few. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's it's a really good mode and it's really fun. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just a great game. Like, everything that was good in the first one is back and improved. 
Nice. I'll take your word for it, because this is my first one, and I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been uh, been having some late nights, been having some good streams. You should check us out. Uh, I haven't done it the last couple of Sundays, but I was doing Switch Sunday for a few weeks there and having some fun playing some uh, Splatoon 2 ranked battles. You know, I'm a big fan of the Rainmaker. Uh, oh, Rainmaker's gotten, the best mode. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I've gotten very good at Splat Zones, and I've decided that I don't care much for tower defense because the, the fucking... Like, the camera just goes nuts on tower control. Like, you, that thing starts moving through, like, tight spaces, and there are times when you just can't get, like, your fucking bearings and figure out what the fuck's going on. And then, oh, look, the, you know, suction bomb goes off, and, you know, oh, you're dead. Back to back to the spawn point with you, and the game's over. Like, <laughs> but uh, most, of the, most of the modes I'm enjoying thoroughly. <laughs> no, it's, and I... I probably shouldn't spoil the single player, but if you played and enjoyed the first one, um, the final boss is kind of incredible. Sweet. I'll take your word for it. I've played like one level of that. I'm like, eh, I'm going to go back to playing the, play the online modes. I'm having more fun doing these. <laughs> you know, I like the single, mo play single player modes. Just kind of, I don't know, almost like, you know, just like kind of disjointed levels. You're jumping around with the... Uh, you know, with the little whatever spawn point rocket points or whatever, it's uh, it's almost like Mario Galaxy-ish, and it's like just disjointedness. You know, it's just like yeah. nice little, uh, nice little compact areas where you gotta do one thing and then move on to the next phase. And uh, yeah, it's fun. But uh, I don't know, I get, I get sucked into uh, like fucking competitive online games, and I've been thoroughly sucked into this one. So <laughs> yep. the single player is really fun, but it's not the main draw of the game. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a fun distraction. Right, exactly. You know, and if I cared more about the world of Splatoon, or if I had played the first one, I probably would have played it and finished it by now. But it's like, eh, <laughs> I can finish that anytime. So, yep. And uh, for the record, uh, I have not lost a Splatfest yet. That's right, bitch. Team Mayonnaise in the house for all our uh, Splatoon Splatfest participants. You know, I didn't. I don't love mayonnaise. <laughs> But I fucking, I took on that team because it's like, you know, that team's going to get fucking like, you know, it's going to be like four to one ketchup versus mayonnaise. And I'm going to compete for the team that actually gets to like contribute points. Because if you play ketchup versus ketchup, it doesn't actually do anything for the Splatfest. So I'm going to actually win some games and hopefully get the team to win. And we did. Mayonnaise, bitch. You know, See, all I was I, doing I was skate, skate, skating all over those stages. It was fucking awesome. See, <laughs> I played the uh, test Splatfest that was cake versus ice cream. It's like, you know, I, I think I actually prefer cake. Team Cake, lost. Yep. <laughs> it's like, lost, lost, won matches, but more people chose ice cream. So it was ketchup at mayonnaise. Like, you know what? More people are going to choose ketchup. I want to be on the winning team. Mayo wins. Yeah, you're Fuck fucking this. right. <laughs> what about ice so cream cake? Hmm? What about ice cream cake? Well, that's what the armistice, ice man. Cream? Yeah. What about when you mix ketchup and mayonnaise and then dip your fries in it? Whoa, bro. Get yeah. the hell out. My question really was where the fuck is mustard? Like, <laughs> yeah. Ketchup versus yeah. mayonnaise? <laughs> you got the wrong M condiment, Japan. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be mustard or fucking, you know, ranch dressing. Like, what are you thinking? Blue cheese. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Ranch versus blue cheese will be the most hardcore oh, Splatoon you know, Splatfest ever. It's going to be great. Uh, no, the most hardcore one is if they do pineapple on pizza. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's not is get that... crazy. I'm so sick of that argument. <laughs> well, hashtag yeah. deal with it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mark Summers. Here's pineapple on pizza. <laughs> deal with it. I'm Mark yeah. Summers, and I say fuck pineapple on pizza. Deal with it. <laughs> He's making Shit, pineapple on pizza. Changes his opinion every commercial break. <laughs> Back and I'm eating pineapple on pizza <laughs> with my golden axe. Deal with it. What the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this shit is crazy. Um, but yeah, Splatoon 2 is dope. You know, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I will continue to thoroughly enjoy it. You know, I'm a little disappointed you didn't play my new favorite song that also came to be during that last Splatfest. That uh, whatever that off the hook song was that was playing on the special stage. Dug that jam. So that'll oh, be in yeah. post. Um, anything else, David, on Splatoon 2? No, it's an awesome game, and it's got a eclectic soundtrack. Um, yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Sim- similar to Kid Icarus Uprising, I will probably find ways to sneak music from this game into the show at other points. Oh, yes. We're only a few episodes away from a duo for episode, so <laughs> look forward to Splatoon 2 back on the show in three weeks. Um... <laughs> Johnny, I think we should move on. Game three. Phony Branka. Interesting. I like it. Oh, yeah. That was a quick one. Hmm.
This is our fan request, is it not? Yes. Okay. Dig it. Uh, this is our fan request from Justin uh, at the Sigma Omega on Twitter. So shout out to Justin and thank you for that. Hell yeah. Um, trivia for this game. This is the first game in this series in which you can directly control the protagonists as the others were point-and-click games. This is also, despite the name, the fourth game in this series. Oh, great. <laughs> That just ended abruptly. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. <laughs> Thought I had more time. Let's see here. Okay. Wait, you said this was actually the fifth game? Uh, it is actually the fourth game. Fourth game. Um, Despite the name. Oh, fuck. God. Wait, no, but that doesn't... Because the other mm. trivia was... Never mind. Fuck. Whatever. All right. I got I got an answer. I should get my fingers I, on my soundboard. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So. All right. All right. <sighs> <laughs> so, John Harrington says The Sims 3. That is incorrect. Jesse Moore ah. says... Um, Might and Magic 3, that is incorrect. Uh, John Regan says, I'm Mark Summers, fucking deal with it. Um, That is unfortunately (laughs) incorrect. This is Clock Tower 3. Right, I forgot about that sound. (laughs) It comes when you least expect it. (laughs) Clock Tower 3 for the PlayStation 2. Oh. That's the other game I was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. So, um, it's called so, Clock Tower 3, but you said it's the ninth game in the series? It's Shut the up, fourth game in the series. <laughs> See, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it seems so a little confusing little... because the box art has Clock Tower 3 cubed. Yeah. So. Oh, so uh, it's the 27th game in the oh. series. <laughs> <laughs> He's right! Yeah. <laughs> uh. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm really wondering if that was actually a starting brain fart or if you're just making a joke. <laughs> I don't want to know, actually. Um, what is Clock Tower? Um, 
Clock Tower is a series, maybe you've heard of it, apparently not. Um, they are point-and-click, like, point-and-click games that are survival horror games. Dope. Um, this one came out on the PS2, and apparently there was, there was Clock Tower on, I think, the Super Famicom. And then there was Clock Tower for the original PlayStation. That was the first one that they localized and released, so they just didn't bother calling it Clock Tower 2. And then <laughs> Clock Tower 2 in America was a spin-off and not like a proper sequel. So then Clock Tower 3 came out, but it's actually the fourth game. Ah. Hmm. Um, it's apparently a very I have not played this. Um, but it's no very, way. <laughs> yeah, no. It's very cinematic. Uh, they got a famous Japanese director. Um, that director's name? Uh, uh. Kinji Fukasaku, who would direct all of the cutscenes. Um, and it's a survival horror point-and-click adventure game where you star as this like teenage girl fighting monsters in a clock tower. But this one, not survival horror. Or not uh, point-and-click, excuse me. Point-and-click, yes. This is yeah. the So this the one you actually game. get to run around and do some stuff. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Trying to imagine how a point-and-click game really would work on those uh, prior systems, but, you know, glad to, uh, glad to get to run around and do some stuff. Sounds like just... I don't want to say Resident Evil knockoff, because looking at it, it's made by Capcom. I don't think that's what it is at all. Um, hmm. You'd no, I, you know, fuck, man. I, you know... I think I don't play enough survival horror. <laughs> like, I think that's a big genre that I have majorly overlooked. Surprisingly, um, everybody in our chat seems to have played this game. Um, <laughs> because we, we've got Sigma Omega, who's talking about it. Um, also, good friend of the show, Dell, talked about how it was fun. Um, and then we have uh, Emily saying that apparently the game is supposed to be super scary. So... Yeah. I guess we're the only ones who have not heard of this game. How about All right, so let's swap out. Let's let you know, let's yeah. let the fans take over the show. I'll turn on Texas Speech. Send them all the link. Yeah. Texas Speech. I'll turn on yeah. Texas Speech. Alright, chat, you handle this. <laughs> you spent most of the stage running from a boss and then summoned magical arrows to murder them. Yeah. Smiley face. Smiley face. Um, uh yeah, no, um shit man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I just never got into any real survival horror games. Even like Resident Evil, I, I started at four, so I think everybody's like, "Oh, that's not even survival horror. It's it's like an action game. It's like you're fucking right. It's an action game. It's dope." Um, <laughs> so, that's game full of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't you know? Don't be hating. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a staunch defender also of Resident Evil Five, and I've never played Resident Evil Six, so I'm not gonna not gonna wade into that fucking death trap um but yeah so uh, six the ones where the logo looks like the guy blowing the draft right oh yeah that's the draft <laughs> okay. blowing game for sure okay yeah and <laughs> it's the one that didn't need to exist after five kind of awesomely killed the main series villain spoiler alert you know volcano <laughs> rocket launcher wesker um anyway yeah so <laughs> did anybody have any experience with clock tower <laughs> Um, I just I want you, the, you would think everybody let's just read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> you think everybody would learn their lesson about the whole numbering thing after Final Fantasy, right? Like I'm surprised they did that and decided to call it, you know, to to, to reset the numbering system here in the U.S. 
Yeah, yeah that's just, true. Just, it, just release it. <laughs> it was like on the PS1, which was right when like Square said, fuck it, it's Final Fantasy VII. Like, and yet somewhere yeah. <laughs> Capcom was like, no, 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 it's, it's cool, it's cool, it's fine. Yeah. Trust me. You know, we're just a company that's been releasing Street Fighter 2 games for years. You know, but this time we're going to alter the fucking numbering system. <laughs> like, yeah, I was very sure. confused, like, you know. looking up trivia for this game. It's like, Clock Tower 3, the fourth game in the Clock Tower series. Uh, hey, well, are you sure? Like, yeah. um... <laughs> sure. Really? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But, um... Oh, um... I don't know, it's, yeah... Friend of the show, Dell, is in the chat saying, PS1, Clock Tower 1 has the stupidest death scene I've ever seen in a game. Please share. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, uh, shit, I don't know if we have time to just wait around for him to explain the, uh, <laughs> stupidest death, but, Wow, King know. David really throwing a wrench into the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool as all this sounds. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait for the chat to catch up with the video and then talk about what Dell's describing in the chat. I say nay. Um, Clock I Tower forget 3, that there is a delay. With, uh, Forgive great me. tunes. <laughs> uh, great game, great tunes, interesting selection. I think we need to, uh, you know, uh, uh, play some of these games at some point. And now Dell has the death. <laughs> Just David under the wire. <laughs> a character sticks his head out of a giant clock face, then gets his head chopped off by the pinhead hand. What? That sounds great. <laughs> What do you mean stupid? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds kind of cool. That I, I mean, mean <laughs> in the order hand. for that to happen, he has to stick it out at the exact minute that he shouldn't have. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it only moves every minute. It's like he gets his <laughs> he gets his head cut off. It's like yeah, but that thing has to clear like what. The clock hands do not move fast. Like, how does it slight? Well, what? it could be. There's two ways it could go. It could be the kind where the minute hand ticks once it gets to the minute, or it could be a very slowly moving head chop off. Like, you have to watch. It's a minute-long scene. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just imagining, like, if it's, if it's the slow one, like, the person sticks their head out, and once it starts, like, pushing into the skin, like, I should take my head back in. Exactly. Well, What's going on? I've only got precious, you know, 50 Five seconds to pull my head back inside the giant clock. <laughs> uh, it'd be great if the, if the clock was made of like chainsaws. So like, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just, I would oh, love what the, the fuck? I would love a grandfather clock made of chainsaws <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> like, telling, his head just gets stuck. It's silly. You're fucking right. It's silly. <laughs> 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 oh man, my head's stuck. I've only got a minute to get it unstuck. I hope that super sharp clock blade doesn't fucking cut my head off. <laughs> I shouldn't have stuck my head out at this exact spot and this exact <laughs> clock at this exact minute. Yeah. And we're just, Damn it. <laughs> we're just assuming that he put his head out right next to the minute hand. For all we know, he sat there for like 15, 20 <laughs> minutes watching it go. <laughs> <laughs> he survives. You know, he puts his head out, and the, the minute hand's like right under. It's like, whew! Then he tries to pull his head back in. Oh fuck! I've only got 59 minutes to get my head unstuck. <laughs> and then you, you have to watch a fucking like hour-long cutscene of him just struggling to get his head back in. <laughs> oh, that needs to be a thing. Uh, you know, got alternate let's, let's ending for happen. Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Mario! 
Sorry! Brad, <laughs> just leave the clock tower! <laughs> I'm gonna have to use my head as the conductor. I, I can't get it out of there. <laughs> my head doc, is. Doc! My head is the flux capacitor. <laughs> This is getting real heavy. <laughs> Marty gets <laughs> in the DeLorean and Doc Brown's <laughs> head is just mounted on a thing. His, <laughs> eyes, oh his eyes are doing the globe. The little <laughs> pulsing lighters. Uh, trust me, Marty, when my head hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Uh, okay. Oh. That's enough. <laughs> Clock Tower 3, thank you for the request. Um, you know, I look forward to more tunes and uh, more clock tower, clock tower games in the future. So, Back Johnny. to the future. <laughs> God damn it. Game four. <gasps>
Alrighty. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. Mm. Who's ready for some trivia? Oh, yes. Alright. <clears throat> In the Japanese release of the game, <laughs> the game's packaging accommodates every disc with its own slot. However, in the European and North American release of the game, the fourth disc is just put in a nub above the instruction manual. This has caused some criticism of Microsoft because it's very easy to cause scratches on the fourth disc. I got another piece of trivia that might not help. Um, <laughs> two of the songs in the game, uh, What Are You and Eclipse of Time, were sung by award-winning vocalist Sheena Easton. What? That's awesome. So uh, that might narrow it down. <laughs> it does. You guys, you guys yeah, got some John, answers? rack your brain on some Sheena Easton. Uh... <laughs> on the subboard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh? All right, we got... Wow. <laughs> Whoa, I'm very impressed. David Fleming with Lost Odyssey. Uh, what do you guys... Uh, which is correct. Metal Gear Solid from John Harrington? <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and Johnny's got... This is heavy, Doc. And it looks like... I assume it's the uh, flux capacitor is actually Doc Brown's head. Yes. Refrigerator? Oh, it's supposed to be on top of the time circuits. The freezer. The freezer. <laughs> but the time, no, the Marty, time circuits were, like, next to the steering wheel. I know, I know, but I wasn't job. screen accurate. <laughs> anyway, uh, David, like, got, got it right. 
It's impressive. <laughs> I want to know how he did this. <laughs> um, so you said Microsoft. So Well, it's you, so I assumed it was an RPG. You said Microsoft, so I was like, okay, an RPG on the Xbox. Yeah. It's not Blue Dragon. That's right. But I know that studio made other games. Yeah, okay. What was that one mm. one that they had? It's like lot, some sort of Mistwalker, Lost Odyssey. I'm going to take a shot. That was a really good shot. Damn. Yeah. 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 That's why yeah. I'm the king. Have you checked? Oh, now I'm mad. Yeah, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. No. But uh, if anyone, has anyone played Lost Odyssey? Obviously, probably not, I guess. <laughs> I have not. Sadly, no. <laughs> Never heard of it. It was. It's pretty fun. Um, it's very, very depressing. Like, <laughs> your main characters are, like, immortal. So, like, they've, you know, lived for a long time and seen a lot of people die and stuff and kind of emo. And uh, you always find these, like, little short stories that you read. And they're all, like, about, like, families, like, the, like dying of, like, you know, starvation and stuff and how he... Like the mortal dude just gets to like stand there and watch them die slowly, and and how everything is terrible, and and everyone's dying very slowly. But you know, <laughs> it's it's like a blink in the eye to this came guy because he's immortal, and it's it's crazy. But it's great. <laughs> but uh, like the combat is super fun. Uh, the, the characters that aren't immortal are pretty cool. Um, the um, it looks fun. The music is pretty badass. It's Nobu Omatsu, so you know he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, I mean the game looks fucking tight. I'm looking at it now. It's like you know, fucking good looking 360 RPG. You know, when are we getting a re-release for this one, huh? Oh wait, I don't, I don't have a system that would play that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, shit. I hate it was, when I it find out there were really great games for systems I never owned yeah. or owned briefly and then red ringed and then also you found out your friend had given it to you because it was stolen. Um, oh, wow. Ooh, you know, yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> Knew we shouldn't have accepted that free Xbox. <laughs> I'm Mark Summers. Uh, this Xbox is stolen. You have to give it back. Deal with it. <laughs> He's a cop Mark now. Summers, I hope you're enjoying that free Xbox. It's broken, and you can't get it fixed because, uh, you know, they know it's stolen. I'm not sure how, but, you know, I didn't know how things worked back then. It seemed plausible that they could pull somebody else's Xbox Live date off there. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just looks like a really good uh, Xbox RPG. Did this one come out before or after Blue Dragon? After. It was, okay. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Looks yeah. looks like a different art style than Blue Dragon. If I'm uh, oh definitely they yeah, use okay. the Unreal Engine. <laughs> Making sure I'm not m misremembering. I'm like wasn't yeah. wasn't Blue Dragon like Toriyama characters? Yeah, that was Toriyama. <laughs> yeah. This looks oh. a lot different. <laughs> Blue Dragon's so good. Um, yeah, I never finished this one, um, but like what, what I long? played, it was really cool. Um, one of the characters was voiced by the the lady who did Phil and Lil from Rugrats. I always remember that. Tight. Um, so. I mean, uh, 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 what's the one? Tara Strong, she does a voice. I'm one of the main characters in it. So, I mean, the voice cast is really good. Say, Tara Strong's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's a pretty, it's a very solid RPG, especially for, like, the Xbox and stuff. Hell yeah. You know, I was going to say, so you didn't finish it. Was it long or just, uh. Oh, uh, yeah, it was four discs. I, I mean, was going to say, Xbox wait, so yeah, was it four 360 discs? Yes. 
How? <laughs> I thought multi-disc games went away after like the PlayStation One. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it was big, fucking huh. massive. It must have looked well, really good because like the graphics were so pretty and stuff. Yeah. Okay, that goes a long way. That that's crazy. I mean, huh? Yeah. When you when you said that's the thing when you said like uh, four discs and Microsoft criticized, I'm like, okay, what? So it's a PC game, like, because. <laughs> <laughs> It's gotta be. It, there's no way that multi-disc games continued to exist after, like, the GameCube. Like, <laughs> I thought they went away, you know, I thought they went away with the PlayStation 1 era and then were only revived on the GameCube because PlayStation 2 games look too nice to go on GameCube discs. But, <laughs> shows what I know, this game must look fucking awesome. Um, cool. Good tunes. Any, uh, any appearances from a singer from Deep Purple or is it all Sheena Easton on this one? No, it's just Sheena Easton. Gotcha. Mm. Still good, so, I guess. No hate for Sheena Easton. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Great pick. Great tunes. Uh, any uh, Anything else on Lost Odyssey? Again, it's very depressing. So prepare to come. <laughs> like, I was going to say, yeah. Dell in the chat saying it's one of his favorite RPGs, and it's right up there with Radiant Historia. You know. I look forward to the re-release of Radiant Historia later on next year. You know, well, Lost Odyssey? I guess we'll see. You know, I'll watch a bunch of videos of it or something when I, I feel like... I think it might be backwards know. compatible now for on your Xbox One, so you cool. can do that. Pretty sure. So, I was going to say, realistically, how rare is it, and what are the odds I'm going to buy an Xbox One? You know, I honestly don't think it's that rare. I wouldn't say it. it I feel like it's not that rare. How rare is it to find a working fourth disc? <laughs> um, that you might have to, you know, pray to something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> tricky. Just, you know. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Do what you tricky. gotta do. Anyway, yeah. Cool game. Great tunes. Four discs. <laughs> Had no idea. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, should we, uh, should we keep it moving? Yes. Game oh, yeah. five. <laughs> Interesting. Mm hmm. Hmm. Very, very interesting.
so. Everybody looks uh, somewhat concerned after hearing that song. This is driving me bananas. I've heard this. Yeah, I know this. Mm. I can't Mm. pin it. So will the trivia have to help? Or I guess the third song could technically clue you in. Um, This game was one of only two games that was part of what promotional campaign between Nintendo and Blockbuster Video. I think I have it by process of elimination. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. it's one or two. Let's see. We got uh, two Pokemon Stadiums and one Star Fox 2. John and David are correct. Pokemon Stadium. Because the second Ooh. song is the bike music, isn't it? Uh, sure. Uh, uh, I'm stalling while I pull up the folder in which I... Remind myself which songs uh, these were. Um, N64 music? Yeah, it was. It sounds very SNES-like. Yes, I I thought, right? That's what was throwing me off. I was surprised when I downloaded the soundtrack and the whole fucking thing for Nintendo 64 was like one megabit. I'm like, what? (laughs) 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 
uh, you know, I don't remember which uh, which order I played them in, but one was the kids' club menu, and the other one was the mini game where you throw hoops around some Ekanses, and then the final song was the Mewtwo battle. So, yeah, uh, and the whole zip file for Pokemon Stadium, uh, eleven hundred fifty-eight kilobytes. So, not the highest quality music for this game, but man, some great tunes in there. Um, mm, man. I'm assuming we all played a good bit of some Pokemon Stadium. Am I right? I actually didn't play that much. Really? I think I actually bought Jesse. it. Because okay, yeah. didn't it come with the adapter that you could uh, put it into your um, N64? Yeah, the Game Boy Nintendo 64 adapter? Yeah. Yeah, I the think so. The transfer pack. That way you could use your yes, Pokemon. Yes, thank you, John. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I thought it was pretty cool... But I, I was hoping because you know in the, in the Game Boy version, the Pokemon never physically contacted each other. Dude, you're reading my mind right now. And so then when <laughs> I got Pokemon Stadium, I'm like finally they can they're in a 3D space. They're gonna if fuck gonna each other attack, up. The pigeon's gonna fly down and smash into the Bulbasaur. Nope. Quick no. attack is I still wiggle, and then all of a sudden. Like if you're gonna use it, like the solar beams and stuff, those look kind of cool because at least you got the beams. beams coming across, and so okay. Yeah. But I still wanted to see some actual, you know, physical contact, like the fucking yeah, cartoon, dude. like the anime. Like, Pikachu was fighting Onyx and stuff, and he's headbutting the fuck out of him, and Onyx is just yep. like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't you know I couldn't believe that that wasn't the whole point of this game. Like seriously, it was like okay, so you know the Game Boy game obviously just has the limitation of being this little RPG sprite element thing. I thought the entire reason they would make Pokemon Stadium was so you could actually see like Blastoise bite fucking Charizard. No, you know like <laughs> well because I remember I think I'm pretty sure this came out after Snap. And I remember, like, Pokemon had exploded. Everybody loved Pokemon. And then Pokemon yep. Snap came out. It's like, hey, you know those little sprites on your Game Boy? Here they are in full 3D. It's like, oh, they look like real creatures. That's awesome. Yeah. And then Pokemon Stadium came out. It's like, wait, Pokemon fighting, full 3D. This is going to be great. No, yep. it's the same <laughs> shit. Didn't really, uh, didn't really happen, huh? <laughs> That, yeah. That's why I want to play Pokken Tournament. That is finally what I've been Exactly. Yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I haven't played all the, you know, every generation of Pokemon game, but it's like, it didn't really take them this long to think, you know, Pokemon fighting game, like actual fighting game, fighting game was a good idea. Or like, you know, actually seeing Pokemon make physical contact with each other wasn't something people wanted to see prior to this. Like, you know, you're having to use a lot of imagination in these games. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not imaginative. I, you know, I'm paying you a fucking, you know, $60 to get this game basically just so I can see these things in 3D. Like, I could, you know, it's the same fucking game. I mean, there's mini games and all that, but it's it's just plug your game into this and battle your favorite Pokemon on the Nintendo 64. Make them actually fucking hit each other. You know, ugh. But. And I've, I want to say, unless you had the transfer pack, I know you could, like, rent out teams of Pokemon, but for some reason I yeah. feel like not every Pokemon was in the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe not as a rental, but like I think as you know, obviously you could transfer every Pokemon in. But uh, no, I don't. I don't remember which ones you could actually uh, rent and which ones you couldn't. But yeah, no, I, I thought that was kind of funny. It was just like, you know, 
I, I guess they had to have some reason for people to play it if they didn't already have Pokemon on the Game Boy, despite the fact that that's clearly the reason for it. Like, here's the thing that lets you play your Game Boy game in the Nintendo 64, and here's a, you know, just a thing for, you know, for everybody that has this game, which everybody fucking had it anyway. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, it's been so long since I played this. <laughs> well, fun it's fact, like, I was just looking this up. I was confirming this because I was pretty sure I knew this, and I did. Uh, the Pokemon Stadium we got was actually Pokemon Stadium 2. The first Pokemon, the first Pokemon Stadium that came out in Japan only featured 42 Pokemon. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Gotta catch them some. <laughs> it's all like Pidgeys and shit. You're like, fuck, nothing. <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, you know, I don't know, like, why why they would even bother doing that. Like, you know, I mean, I guess we did get Pokemon Snap, which only had, like, fucking, you know, eight, what, a handful of Pokemon. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I want to say Snap had about the same, like, 40 or 50. Well, yeah. If I recall I mean, correctly, shit. when we discussed this on a previous episode of Game of the Tune, I'm pretty sure it was, like, one short of 64. I think it was yeah, 63. It was 63. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's like, like why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our lightning round. Name all of the Pokemon in Pokemon Snap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our lightning round is do as much of the poker rap as you can. Oh, um, yeah. Spoiler for the bonus tunes. Not really. I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's for the finals, baby. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's a fun game. It was fun seeing all the Pokemon in fucking 3D. I mean, for real, even if they didn't hit each other. And I remember playing a few of the mini games. They were fun. There was like a Lickitung game where you had to eat a bunch of sushi. Uh, and you could do a ring toss on a bunch of Ekans. I want to say there was something involving Diglets, maybe. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. there was. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Um, I, I yeah, remember I like having a... I actually, I feel like the legacy of this game really is it started immediately the conversation of why isn't there a mainline Pokemon game on home consoles? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nintendo did that to themselves like, Oops. immediately. <laughs> like, I, I uh, remember it had that... Uh, it had the Game Boy emulator on there so you could play your you know Game Boy game on the 64. Um, oh, yeah. And you could unlock, like, a double speed and triple speed mode which like I feel like that's a way better way to play Pokemon <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yes those games are was, in no way timing based <laughs> like, I remember uh, I was listening um, to some podcast where they were talking about like when the Pokemon Red and Blue came out on 3DS Virtual Console and it's like oh my god this is going to be great it's amazing and the two people who were hosting was like yeah this is going to be a rude awakening to the people who grew up with those games and haven't played them since because those games really don't hold up I mean you know they hold up fairly well but no that you know they take some time and you know yeah they're they ain't pretty <laughs> yeah. uh. I, you know, I think that was basically the reason they released Pokemon Yellow. It's like, okay, kids are watching the anime and they're pissed. Like <laughs> that, that Pikachu looks terrible. <laughs> like, put something out. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> the Geodude just looks like a turd with a hand. Like that looks awful. <laughs> just put anything out. Kids are watching the anime. They're pissed. We told them to deal with it, <laughs> but no matter what barks our does, yeah, they're still they pissed. didn't react. <laughs> Yeah. It turns out they're still pissed. <laughs> I actually, I remember watching the anime and getting pissed, but getting pissed at the anime and not the games. Because I remember distinctly one episode where Ash is fighting like some bike gang leader. The leader throws out a golem. 
he throws out Bulbasaur, doesn't do shit, so he sends out Charmander and wins. It's like, that yeah, doesn't work on wrong. so many levels. Yeah, the game what did the not, fuck? or the show did not coach the uh, game player very well. It's like, <laughs> if you're fighting Onyx, just set off the sprinklers and then shock him with your Pikachu. Yeah, don't. No! You, you never get to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's, doesn't come up. <laughs> that would definitely, I mean, that could happen if you played a Pokemon-themed Dungeons & Dragons with your friends. But, like, that Fuck can't yeah. happen. Why isn't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it probably is somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my Did God. Did we just come I'm... up with a billion-dollar idea? <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Oh. Yeah. See, Ooh. that's that's too long. I think it should be Pokemon Dungeons & Dragonairs. Yes. <laughs> Dra yeah. Dragonites. Yeah. Dratinis. Or maybe, just, <laughs> or maybe just Pokemon Dungeons & Dragon type. That yeah, would be so cool, like... You get to uh, roll your class, and, but you're also that Pokemon and stuff, so you could be like a Charmander wizard, and like, you know, you just fight. <laughs> yeah, you have to it's play the, as a Pokemon. Of... And... I was just yeah. thinking you play as a trainer collecting Pokemon, but Jesse's idea is way better. Like, way, way, way better. Way better. And um, I was thinking of the Mystery Dungeon games where you play as the Pokemon. And then I was uh, like, if it's Dungeons and Dragons Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, then you get to have a Charmander <laughs> Wizard, you know, you have like a, an Onyx Barbarian, that'd be badass, you know, charges yeah. in. See, oh, see I was thinking, um, oh my god, can we do like a stealth Snorlax? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Snorlax I was just thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking John's idea of basically just tabletop RPG Pokemon trainer game. That'd be cool too. But I was like, instead of choosing a class, you only choose one type, and you're like a gym leader, so you can only choose Pokemon from that one type. That'd be cool. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So I like new, this. I think new, we should go with it, man. New Patreon <laughs> goal. We call we, we call Wizards of the Coast <laughs> to make this happen. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Is that still so, who does Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I have friends of mine who are really into tabletop RPGs. I kind of want to pitch this to them and maybe do it. This sounds <laughs> yeah. like a lot of fun. It actually sounds really good. Uh, the last thing I was going to say is, you know, I enjoy the music from Pokemon Stadium, despite it being very lo-fi. Uh, you know, they uh, they had a fucking, like, Nintendo Sound Team, uh, you know, squad working on this game. Uh, you know, the uh, three composers that did the tunes for the game, Kente Nagata, Hajime Wakai, and Toru Minagishi. Um, anybody familiar with any of their other works? I am not. I feel oh. like I would be if I knew what their other works were. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, chance for a bonus point for all three of yous. Uh, you know... Name a uh, single game by any of these uh, composers. Hands up, no Googling. <laughs> Damn it. What were the so, names uh, again? Kente Nagata, Hajime Wakai, and Toru Minagishi. Wait, Kente Nagata, I know that. Yes, he is part of Nintendo's sound team. Um, I'm going to guess the soundtrack from Cowboy Bebop. God what? damn it, John. <laughs> Video games, bro. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I was also just going to assign names. So, John, tell me another game that Kente Nagata has done a uh, soundtrack for. Oh, Pokemon I Red. will tell you that all three of these guys started working for Nintendo in the Nintendo 64 era. Okay. Uh, Quest 64. Oh, fuck. Fuck the fuck off. Deal with no. it. No. <laughs> David, how, or Jesse, how about a uh, game from Hajime Wakai? And that's for an N64 era? 
any for anything past the N64 okay. or beyond. Uh, He's uh, composed a lot of good though. stuff. Um, uh, Donkey Kong 64. Ooh, no, that was still the Rare Sound team. Oh, that's right. So, rare. David, y- David, you get a chance. Toru Minagishi. Anything from Toru Minagishi? I'm gonna say Super Smash Brothers Melee. Smash Brothers Melee. That's a good guess. No, man, that that was a strikeout segment. <laughs> I feel like all of them had to have worked on a Smash Brothers soundtrack at some point. Well, yeah, they, I mean, that's the thing. They did, they've done arrangements, especially on Smash for uh, for Wii U and Brawl. But uh, just a brief overview, uh, Kente Nagata, his first game for Nintendo 64, the entire soundtrack to Mario Kart 64. Uh, nice. 1080 Snowboarding, Animal Crossing, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, Double Dash, Phantom that's Hourglass, why I know it. Okay. Mario Kart 7 and 8. Uh, Hajime Wakai, his first game for uh, for Nintendo. Star Fox 64, <laughs> Yoshi's Story, F-Zero X, Pikmin, uh, and the list goes on from there. <laughs> and Toru Minigishi uh, got his start with Pokemon Stadium. He also did Majora's Mask, Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, and most recently, Splatoon and Splatoon 2. That's why so, I know that um, name. Okay. <laughs> you guys all failed that segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> so a few, uh, a few popular titles. Cool. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> a handful. Just, you know, just, uh, just a little bit. I wish These them guys, all the uh, best of luck in their career. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jeez. I think that <laughs> they need it, man. They Jeez, got these guys really aren't going places. <laughs> I'll, I'll text Shiggy yeah. and see if he can like bump up their pay grade or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they don't seem to be gainfully employed by the same company for the past twenty years and uh, cranking out just a fucking discography of fantastic soundtracks. None of them. Um, anyway, great, uh, great game, great tunes. Pokemon Stadium. Oh, and the answer to the trivia. It was uh, the second game that used the Pokemon Snap sticker station, in case I didn't mention that before. Oh, cool. It had a, in the North American release, it had a gallery mode where you could choose a Pokemon and take pictures of it, do it silly poses, and then get stickers made of it. I definitely did that with the Meowth, and then stuck them all over my dresser and never printed stickers again. (laughs) Yeah. God, that was, I mean, that was a kind of fun promotion, man. You know, go to Blockbuster with your memory card, don't lose your memory card, print some stickers. You know, it was uh, it was good. It's a good way to make $3. <laughs> um, yeah, I got really but, confused because I was like, oh, yeah, Blockbuster, they had that thing with Pokemon Snap. Wait, we used Pokemon Snap. I'm pretty sure they had a special thing with the microphone with Hey You Pikachu. Wait, we've used Hey You Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> Running low here. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck yeah, Pokemon Stadium. Great game, great tunes. And, uh, Johnny, I think it's time to turn on the calculating computer. Hey, real quick, are, Thank you. are we going What's to that? invoke the Gambit's rule? Yeah, Gambit's rule's on the table. Right. Let's rock. Alright. So. <laughs> calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What the heck? Scoring complete. Awesome. This game's winner is... Yeah! yeah! He has boost points. <laughs> I won in John Regan style! <laughs> <laughs> Montreal's uh, 
yeah, what dude. a totally unforeseen set of circumstances. Yes, I agree, David. How absurd! Phony <laughs> Branko. Um, <laughs> nobody saw this coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it had to be me because of the behind the scenes, uh, it being August absurdity, and I just want to play my bonus tunes. But also, I appreciate that I managed to not win, it, like, at any points tonight. Fuck, man, that's... God damn it. That doesn't happen. You got one point. I know, I just... It's, it's, it's a Splatoon 2 point. Uh, so many games tonight, I didn't know. <laughs> or have never played or heard of. Damn it, game that tune. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to uh, have real fun next week, I guess. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah. The, the going to be a lot of fun. The path to the August Absurdity Finals was never going to be easy. So, um... Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. So, with the uh, point totals rising this week, technically David probably has the most points of the month, but it doesn't matter. Uh, one point added onto my four gives me five. Johnny and Jesse both gain a solid two, so I am still in the lead. Five points to Johnny and Jesse's four and four for the final uh, for the chance at the final. So next week's all request spectacular is going to be very close, very heated, and very important. So. Mm can't wait it's gonna be fun um but yeah great game tonight guys good tunes you know even if uh even if i didn't know the fucking games um (laughs) you know that's that's what saves the show you know we might not be able to talk about clock tower 3 with any knowledge but we listen to good tunes and that's the whole point um yeah, um, what am I forgetting? <laughs> and we <laughs> gave Universal a great idea for Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> uh, dude, we came up with a lot of good ideas in this episode. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, Pokemon Dungeons and Dragons, really, we need to not publish this episode so people don't steal that idea from us. This was a ri- that was a really, really good idea. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to keep that in mind as a new Patreon goal. You should check us out at patreon.com slash gamethattune, uh, where we've got fun exclusives. We've got a couple of mixtapes up there. Johnny's going to be making his uh, sax tapes coming up soon. You know, it's enabling us to do more streaming. I've, uh, I've been streaming stuff. Johnny's been streaming stuff. Everybody's getting into the streaming game. And uh, exclusive announcement here first. Tonight, we're publishing Jesse's Return to Game That Tune Best of Jesse mixtape. So look for that immediately after the broadcast of this show. It's a dope-ass mixtape. Um, and that's if you uh, go to patreon.com slash game that tune and chip in five bucks. Consider uh, helping us out, helping us make the show, helping us have fun. Um, and yeah, check... Ow, you fucking cat! <laughs> God damn it, ruined my outro. <laughs> um, you know... <laughs> Fuck, I literally just got bit by a cat and it ruined my momentum. <laughs> uh, special thanks to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are great, and uh, I'm sure that we've got requests from you coming for next week's show. Uh, anybody else who wants to make requests, you should contact David on Twitter at DFD Fleming. Uh, find him on Facebook, shoot him a message. You can email us your request, game that tune at gmail.com. Again, if it says request, I won't read it. I'll just forward it to David and not cheat at the game. I'm serious. I don't cheat at the game. Yeah. I only got one point tonight. I proved that I don't cheat. Oh. It's not an elaborate setup. <laughs> I get um, a very good point, actually. Yeah. You know, I don't, set up, <laughs> don't believe I'll set up a I'll set up a filter. If you email it to game that tune plus David at gmail.com, it will go straight to David. David. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks for getting that into the outro. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> people need to know about our fucking Gmail filters. Uh, yeah. So, uh, game that tune plus David at gmail.com for secret requests. It's very important that we establish that. And yeah, thanks to everybody that tuned in for the live viewing. Uh, a lot of fun tonight. A lot of great chatter in the old chat box. Um, you know, check us out on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Game that tune uh, on facebook.com slash game that tune. YouTube, search for game that tune. Twitch.tv slash game that tune. Uh, we're always having a blast. And then find us in podcast form Wednesday mornings uh, in iTunes or GameThatTune.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we're going to keep having a blast. All requests next week. August Absurdity uh, final qualifying round. This is uh, all the marbles for the shot at King David. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, find uh, find us on Twitter at GTTPod. Follow me at JGangsta187. Follow John Regan on Twitter at JPReganJR. Yep, follow David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. And follow Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Yep, so uh, bonus tunes tonight. Uh, you know, I mainly just wanted to win so that I could keep up the theme that we had going with the bonus tunes this month. We've been doing some fun mashups, and, uh, you know, I heard one recently that I had to include. It expresses what I feel towards the Sonic series. It expresses what I'm sure John Regan is feeling towards the Sonic series mm. at the moment. Uh, you know, I think I know what's so the look of mistrust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. John's confused, pin-chewing look. I may have heard uh, this song This today. is, <laughs> this is uh, Emerald Hill Zone featuring CeeLo Green. <laughs> Johnny, take us home.
Golden Axe is copyright 1989 Sega Games Company Limited. Splatoon 2 is copyright 2017 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Clock Tower 3 is copyright 2003 Capcom Company Limited. Lost Odyssey is copyright 2008 Microsoft Corporation. Pokemon Stadium is copyright 2000 Nintendo of America Incorporated, Game Freak Incorporated, and Creatures Incorporated. Uh-oh. Hold on one second. I'm, there might be an audio problem right now. Why is this? <laughs> no way! How absurd. God yes. damn it. Uh, we can just start the episode over real quick if you want. That's probably just the best way to go. Or we can just keep going. Uh, uh. Welcome to Game That Tunes for Net Branca Zone. I mean, ah, oh, fuck. Let's start over. No volviera. Cada año, yo iba de vacaciones a Florencia y hay un café en la ribera del Arno. Y acostumbraba a ir ahí y ordenar Fernet Branca. That's that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs>